What wonderful worship to have the presence of God and such talent and blessing in the house. God's given us everything that we have need of. The story, I wanted to share a little bit of the story behind uh, Open the Eyes of My Heart. Because to me, something so supernatural happens in our life when we can see something truly through the eyes of faith. This song is really an old one when I talked to uh, Bree about it. And when I was doing this message, I kept singing that song. And it's funny how when you do a song, even though this was written back, I think, in 2002, so it's an older one, but when you do that and you praise and worship God, how those songs, the Word, and how the Holy Spirit can bring those songs back up in you. And this was a, a song that was um, inspired through Ephesians 1.18 uh, by a, a well-known worship leader by the name of, of Paul Belashi. I hope I'm saying that right. And he was a worship leader, and he said that, that uh, leading others in worship, he said, is not a talent that can be learned. It's a calling, a mission that must be placed on someone's heart. And he goes on to say that the Apostle Paul was writing a letter to the Ephesians. And he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. And he said, this verse stirred in my heart. And one morning while playing during a ministry time at my church, I began to sing that phrase, he said, over and over again. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. The whole song, he said, pretty much rolled off my tongue while prayerfully playing my guitar and singing out to him. It really is a simple song, he said, that reflected the sincere prayer of my heart. He admits that the song was also influenced by his teaching and experiences. He said, for years, I've taught at worship conferences on biblical worship, and it occurred to me that so often we teach the externals. In Psalms 95, it says, Come, let us sing for joy. Let's shout aloud. Let's kneel and worship. Let's clap our hands. And he said, that's all good and right. But I began to realize you teach externals. But unless something is happening from the inside out, it's just a form. It's like a cloud without rain, it's emptiness. And we know that, and we have such wonderful worship leaders that worship from their heart and try to lead out as we see Jesus high and lifted up. And I read one, the, a lot of people responded to him when this song came out, and this particular one kind of touched me, so I, I wrote it down. And... Um, he just said, I, w I have been in religion, he said, long enough, this gentleman wrote. I want to know him. I want to see God. I want to make up each day, wake up each day and be more aware of his presence in my life. I want to see your kingdom in the midst of this world so I can be a part of it and I can do my part. So Ephesians 1.18 says, I pray the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. And the word enlightened here means that you're free from ignorance and misinformation. 
that you have an understanding or a showing of, of good understanding, not ignorant or narrow in thinking. So I want to back up just a little bit here because I want to say that you come into the world blind. You are blind. Okay. And then you get Jesus in your life. Okay. Once you were blind, but now you... Amen. Once you were blind, but now you... That's good. I just wanted to hear it a little louder. <laughs> so you have two sets of eyes, which most of us know. You have the natural eye, and then you have the spiritual eye. But before Jesus came in your life, you only had the natural eye. You could see nothing but what was around you, and, and that was the limit of your natural eye, of your seeing things. So the natural eye only sees things of this world, and the spiritual eye sees the things of God. Now, Jesus came to bring life, and Satan came to rob you of it. You know that. So the way that Satan steals, for the most part, is to keep you from becoming knowledgeable. He doesn't want you enlightened. He doesn't want you to know the Word of God or the truth of the Word. And the Bible says that my people perish for a lack of what? Because we're not enlightened. We've not, we don't know the word. And therefore, if you don't know the word, you believe only what you see around you. You have nothing else to grab hold of. So we know that knowledge is information, an understanding or a skill that you get from experience or from education. But spiritual knowledge is a revealed knowledge. And that knowledge is revealed from the Word of God. So when you have knowledge, or revelation knowledge, I want to say, you can see things. His Word comes alive. He's revealed His Word to you. So the world doesn't understand that. But we don't walk by what? We walk by... So in... 3 John, uh, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And what I believe Paul was talking about here, he was referring to sound doctrine, sound words, and soundness in faith. Because if you have all this, you're going to be in health. And your soul area has to uh, combined with your spiritual. You have to work with God. You're made up of three parts in our life. So prosperity here is um, God wants all of his children to prosper. You all believe that. He wants us all to prosper. We have to know that in our heart. And in this text, the word is, uh, is an ongoing process. It's what prosperity means. It's a state of success and well-being. In fact, Pastor Garrett called it just simply moving forward is prosperity. In every area of our lives, we prosper. But he wants us prospering in um, all the areas. He wants us physical and emotional and material. I always say he wants to prosper us spiritually, mentally, physically, socially, and financially. But he doesn't want us to focus on just any one thing. He wants a balance in our life. And Romans 10.10 says, With the heart, man believes. 
we live in a world of unbelief. Unbelief is all around us, where people only believe what they see and what they feel, and they only have natural eyes. Their eyes are blinded. They don't know the hope that we have. And you know, before Jesus died, he, met, he had a prayer that he prayed for his disciples. And in John 17, 14 through 16, he said, I've given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. He's speaking of his followers here, and even for those that were to believe on him after he had died. He said, they are not of the world. Now, that's a big statement, just as I'm not of the world. The followers of Jesus are not of this world, just as he's not of this world. And he said, I do not pray you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. That was, when I was reading that, I thought, wow, we have been transformed. We have been changed greatly when we receive Jesus in our life. And in 2 Corinthians uh, verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 18, it says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We know there is an invisible realm that the children of God are supposed to walk in. Because, again, we walk by faith and not by sight. When we received Jesus Christ, we were born again. Not only, you know, of the natural birth, we know there's a natural birth, but there's a spiritual birth. And in that spiritual birth, the Holy Spirit entered into our lives, or we entered into the Holy Spirit, however you want to word that. But we went from this world into the realm of the supernatural, into the kingdom of God. And we have been born again. So our life is to walk in the kingdom of God in this world. We are to walk as children of God. He gave us his power. He gave us his authority. He gave us his word. You have the mind of Christ. But then there has to be that growth process. This soul has to line up with the spirit. We've been born again into the spiritual realm. And our eyes are intended to see different things. We're not to look at things as the world looks at because it's all temporal. We know in our heart, in our spirit. And the heart of man is the spirit of man. So when that spirit, your spirit, has been reborn, then you went from this place to the kingdom of God. You went from the kingdom of this world into the kingdom of God. Therefore, you are to walk with new eyes. You're to talk different. You're to look different. You're to act different. Because our life has literally changed. And sometimes we don't understand these things in our life because we walk in a world of unbelief. We hear all these contrary things to what the God, God says. The world speaks contrary 
to what our Father speaks. And in John 14, verse 20, he said, At that day you will know that I am in my Father, you in me, and I in you. So when the new birth happened, our whole life changed. We were to walk in the things of God, like I said, in a realm, in the invisible realm. But as the Word of God, as we grow in it and as we prosper in that Word, we begin to think differently. He said, be ye transformed, be changed. Don't be the way this world is. Change by the changing, the renewing of your mind. So by the renewing of our mind, when we step over into this new realm, the Spirit of God and the things of God and the Word of God begins to change our life completely. That's the only way we're really going to make a difference in this world. If we have something that is living within us, not something, the same thing they have, what hope do they have? But we have, we believe something is even greater. So we no longer walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Our eyesight's changed. Totally, we've completely changed. And I believe that if we've changed like Jesus said, if you believe, you can say to that tree, be cast into the ocean. Or be that mountain, be removed and cast into the ocean. That God changes our life. If we have that faith, if we see through the eyes of faith, anything can happen if we live by the word of God. But we're so directed by the things of this world that if you believe all things are possible, and I believe that God wants us to just to realize where we stand, where we're at, and what God can do if we can grab hold of his word in the way that he wants us to, and revelation begin to open our eyes, that he gives us an eye-opener, that he opens the eyes of our heart in this day and time that we're living, that it's a new day. It's a new day. Every day that God gives us, he challenges us to move forward in his word and to see things the way that he sees them. If we don't have that hope, what hope do we have? You know, the Holy Spirit is there. The Word of God is living. It's quick. It's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And when, when God said in Genesis, let there be light, and there was light, I believe there was light in God, and that Word went forth, and the world was in chaos. But the Holy Spirit was right there to manifest what was said. The Word and the power of God is was manifested. He said, let there be light. The Holy Spirit took it and manifested that light in, our, in the world. So when we speak God's word, the Holy Spirit is there to manifest and to do it. But it's important that we believe, not just, but you have to start, I believe. You have to make the step. You have to come out and start saying, I believe. And you start looking at things in a different way. You start transforming. But God said, you're in a state of worry, but God said, don't worry about anything. But in everything, give thanks. So you begin to take, the world says worry, God says don't worry. So you take that word and you begin to be transformed. You begin to change because he is our peace. 
And as we let the peace of the word of God and his word begin to transform us, where instead of having anxiety, sickness, we walk in the peace of God. Because he said, don't worry about anything, but in everything give thanks. Because in that thanks, you say, God, I know you have this in control. And I'm willing to walk however way you want me to walk. Just show me, Lord God, what you want me to do. I believe your word, and I'm going to trust you in the outcome of what you say. God is, he's so good. So we have to understand that we live in the supernatural, literally, because we've been born again. We've been born out of the kingdom of this world and into the kingdom of God. I pray that if he doesn't open anything else in your eyes today, that you will have an understanding that you don't walk in the kingdom of this world, but you walk in the kingdom of Almighty God, filled with power and authority and blessing as we obey His Word and live and walk with Him. That's the eye-opener. He says, open your eyes to, to what I've done in your life. Open your eyes. There's things I want you to do. I want to bring heaven to earth. And I can only bring heaven to earth through my children because I have transplanted you. I brought you over to speak life and walk in light and walk in the life of my spirit. I've done everything. It's already done. It's already a reality in the spirit realm. Everything is already completed. Everything is done. You just got to take it out of the spirit and bring it into the world. You have to bring heaven into earth. You have to grab hold of that truth and walk in it. And I know that that things sometimes might not always look the way that you want it to look. But listen, God has a plan. And if you believe him and you're walking, if God speaks something to your life and it's been birthed from heaven and you know it, and just, just for me, I can only say for what I know and what I've experienced in my life, but God put a seed in me for this church. He, he put something in me, and then the Holy Spirit began to water it, and I just began to know that something from heaven was wanting to be birthed through me. And God, there's things from heaven that God wants to birth through you all, to do in your life, to change your life, but you have to realize that you are in a, an eternal kingdom, in a supernatural realm, you're in a realm of the invisible. So you have to have the eyes of faith. You have to believe in order to take hold and bring it out into being. So for me, when I knew this was just little by little by faith, I started stepping out. And God, little by little, as I was able to walk, sometimes you just... You got to believe for water before you can believe for a river. I don't know. But you have to start somewhere in your life. So don't ever, ever think that whatever God is putting on your heart is too little because it's not too little. Because He can take a seed uh, the size of a mustard seed and He can cause that thing to grow phenomenal, huge, that others can come under the shade of your tree and have comfort and shade. So you, you, you understand that no matter what he puts in your heart, 
Be faithful in that. And that's what God did with me. Who would have ever thought? Who would have ever, that I would get to see the day that my grandson, my daughter, and, and Bree and Bryn and Clay and all of them, Becca and, and Cole, all, and, all of them. It'd take me a while to name them all, but <laughs> I don't want to leave any of them out because I believe that God saw the future. And by me taking that little seed and walking it out and trusting him, I'm not seeing with my own eyes because I know I can't do this. But I'm seeing with eyes of faith that you can walk me through this and that you can do something through me bigger than I ever dreamed. I think of Oral Roberts, how by faith, the faith of one man, what that happened with that college and how my grandkids and all have been in that college and many of you from the church because God put that seed in my heart that that was a good college, a place that would you could grow. Not perfect, but it was something that came from heaven into earth. I believe that. And I wanted my grandchildren in that place. So God wants to bring heaven to earth. And he does it through you and me. And he does it only because we're in the invisible realm. He can't do it. You can do your own works. But if you start, you're going to have to keep it up. You can do your own works. But God wants us to realize where we are and what we can do and what can be achieved if we will trust him and open our heart. That a lot of times our plans are not always uh, what come out the way we think. And God loves you. And God has great plans ahead for you. So to your today eye-opener is realize that you are in a, the kingdom of Almighty God. You're his child. You have inherited all that Jesus said we've inherited. And look at where you are and realize that God has places for you to go and that he can do things bigger than you ever dreamed. And so I'm believing, like with Pastor Garrett, that in the days ahead and, and all my grandchildren, that they're going to take up and move forward in faith and carry on what God has intended from heaven to earth, that they go forward, and I see it every day in what they're doing. And I'm so proud of them and what God is speaking to their hearts to accomplish. And I know without a doubt it's going to be accomplished. And I know without a doubt they're going to take it further than I ever dreamed. And God has great things for all of you. So don't ever think that what seed you might have in you can't grow to be something beyond anything you ever dreamed or ever thought of. And realize that you're in the kingdom of God. And when he puts something in there, it's never, never little. So it says that faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So things are already a reality, remember, in the spiritual world. Even though they aren't seen, they do exist. We just got to get them out and in. So I said all that to bring heaven to earth. You have to start walking it out and start believing. Sometimes the, the word is a seed, and he throws that seed out. So whatever you're going through, catch that seed and let the word of God take you out of 
where you are and into what God has for you. Because that seed, this seed today, if you'll receive it, can take you into places beyond your wildest dreams. It can, even though, you know, it might say, ah, she didn't really say that much. But if you got one little, one little seed out of anything that I said, and it would go down deep in your heart, it can bring about what God has put in your heart, where the world says, no, that'll never work. God says, you watch me. It will. It will happen. There's nothing impossible with me. I don't care how little or how big you think it is. If you will take that seed and let the Holy Spirit water it, you will see the evidence. You will see the deliverance. You'll see the healing. You'll see those things because he wants heaven brought into earth. And you're the hope through Jesus Christ of this world. And Pastor Gare's been preaching so good about uh, community and all the things that we need to do. But along with that, he knows our heart has to be in line with what God wants and how he's doing it. And I believe in his heart he's setting the right precedent here in the church and, and sharing things and doing things that God has laid upon his heart to do. And I support him 101,000%. So, but I just wanted to share, too, this with you about in the book of Kings, in 2 Kings chapter 6, um, there was war between Israel and Syria. And during this time of war, the Syrian king uh, was plotting against the children of Israel. So every time he would have a plot or a plan, the word of God, and he would lay this plan out, that Elijah would hear what their plans were. And so he would tell the king of Israel what Syria was planning to do because he had a prophetic ear, and God was using him in protection of his people. See, God uses people. And so through this, uh, they got very angry because they said, well, there's a prophet in Israel, and every time you do something or say something, even in your bedroom, this man hears you. He hears you. And so that's God. See, because we have natural ear, natural hearing. We have supernatural hearing. But today I just wanted to focus on the eyes. But the prophet heard their plans. And so through that, these men said, well, he hears everything that you're saying, and he tells, he said, where is this man? We got to stop him. So he sent a whole army after one man. One man, he sent a whole army after him to stop him. And when the servant to the man of God came out and saw this army, because they came during the night, and he got in the morning and saw this army all surrounding them, he got afraid. And he panicked, and he ran in, and he told Elijah, he said, they're out there, they're going to kill us, it's a whole army here. And the man of God said, don't be afraid. You have nothing to fear. All the, the servant saw was what he saw with his eyes. He didn't have any spiritual eyesight, so he didn't have anything to help him overcome his fear, obviously. He didn't know God like Elijah knew God. So with that, it, great fear came because of what he saw. But Elijah said, do not fear. 
And he didn't say, you know, show another miracle. But he said, Lord, open his eyes and let him see what I see. And when he opened his eyes, he saw a vast army of angels and warriors all around greater than anything that the man with his physical eyes saw. Because he knew where his help came from. Do you know where your help comes from? Because it's important that you know that's how you get the victory. That's how you win the warfare. I'd much rather win the way Elijah won than to be facing what the servant was going to face. And through the word of God, when we can take heaven into earth and bring it here, and that our eyes are opened to what God is doing, that we don't ever run in fear. It's not fear, as the Bible says, is not of God. It's not of God. So it's not uh, God bringing the fear. It's man. Because he has no hope. And when you feel you have no hope, when trouble comes, and you feel you have no hope, that's what you see is danger. But when you know there's God, and you're a child of God, and you've been transferred out of this earthly kingdom, ruled by it, directed by it, and moved over into the kingdom of God, where your life changes, and your eyes look different, and your heart, and the way you walk, everything you believe. And if you believe, it's important that you believe that your eyes be open. You know, if you're in unbelief, you're not going to see anything. But the Word of God is quick and powerful, and it can change your situation. It can change anything and everything that stands before you. It can move a mountain, and we can say to it, get out of our way in the name of Jesus. And as our faith grows, and as we prosper in the things of God and walk forward and move forward in our faith and in every area of our life, things are going to change. Because we are a people with hope. We are not hopeless. And we're a powerful people. We're a mighty army of God ready to move forward and to take hold of the things of God. And God is positioning this house. God is making us ready. God is making changes, not only physically but spiritually. We're doing both, and it takes both. You understand what I'm saying. You're in this world, he says, but you're not of it. But you have to work to bring heaven into earth. You have to do the things. Like he said in prayer this morning, you know, prosperity usually is hard work. If you want to increase, if we want to go forward, it's not just going to fall out. It's going to take all of us working together, believing together, believing that with our God, all things are possible, that there's no end to where we can go or what we can accomplish if we'll believe and stay strong together and fight together for the kingdom of God because we have the power and the authority in us. In our heart, because our heart, our inner being, who I am, has been changed. Who I was, was I was someone that was blind because I was born that way because of Adam. His eyes were open. But then when his eyes, he got shut, spiritually speaking, he was out into the natural then he had to do everything for himself. But through Christ, we were blind because of Adam. But through Christ, the second Adam, our eyes were opened. We were blind, but now we see. 
So to believe the impossible, you're going to have to see the invisible first. You're going to have to do it. You, it's going to take your belief in God and in the word of God to change things. And Brittany, I wrote this down. I saw on Facebook, and while I was doing this message, I just thought, oh, my goodness, she ought to preach that this morning. But she had put this on faith, uh, Facebook, and it says, it was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. And she said, this spoke to my heart this morning. Just because the circumstances don't look like what you plan doesn't mean it's not a part of God's plan. Stop looking through the eyes, through your eyes, and look at your life through the eyes of faith. Keep going. Emotions will tell you one thing, but stay focused on the invisible one. He works all things together for good. Hashtag, you win. I thought, oh my goodness, I've got to bring that. I'm going to close my message with that because that was so perfect in everything that I was uh, attempting to say and that you're understanding being enlightened, that you understand that you were taking, you were taken from death to life. And we see and look and hear through the eyes and the ears of faith in our life. And we believe for the impossible. Jesus is the focus of the eyes of faith, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. God wants your eyes opened, that you may live in this world, but that you understand you're not a part of it, and that you would live in the supernatural with the eyes of faith. Realize he lives in you and hashtag you win. Amen.